This is Bronny. Every Wednesday from 6pm. The Bronny Show on KCC Live. What's up, you guys? And welcome to The Bronny Show. I'm joined here with the very awesome Ben, a.k.a. Bleak Soul. How's it going? How are you doing? It is, it is going good. It is going good. Thank you. Um, yeah, kind of just a, a mad few weeks. Um, and yeah, I've just moved into a new house and I've just been getting into uh, like setting up my new space. So oh, loving it. all good. I can see some plants in the background. Are you a, are you a big plant? I have so lover? many plants. People, people got me like plants as house, housewarming gifts as well. So I just accumulated a load of plants, um, which is nice because... I really love having them around. So. Oh, yeah. You can't have too many plants in your life. So to all the listeners, uh, Ben has produced his debut uh, eight-track release, Existential Meditation in 2020. Um, it's awesome, may I add. I love how many genres you. you've incorporated in the release. It's great. Yes. I went a bit all out. Um, just in terms so of like, like, yeah, I just, I listened to so many different things. And I, I hadn't worked out a way to like refine them all into one yet, which I feel like is where bands end up. Like when bands become refined, it's like all the things that they do, they roll into one. And I hadn't, hadn't quite, and I probably still haven't yet. Um, so it was nice just to kind of explore them individually as territories yeah. to see which ones I like really enjoyed uh, doing and experimenting with the most. That's awesome. And and were those songs, you know, songs that you had written like whilst you were in as it is or when like afterwards or was it just a lockdown kind of thing that you started working a on? Couple, so a couple of them I'd had since, yeah, since I was in as it is that I probably had written around like time of writing The Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Um and then a couple of the songs actually just stem back from like literally guitar riffs that I have been like playing and trying to work out what to do with since I was like 15. Yeah. Um, do, you, do, you ever, do you ever get those ideas oh, that you yes. just still, you, you just have never done anything with them? Um, I have about, yeah, I've had like a thousand voice recordings in my uh, iTunes library, which is with like random yeah. riffs. And when I'm going out shopping, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of encapsulate it, kind of put those together and finally like committed because like uh, the opening track, Why Am I Here, must have gone through. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't know, 10 different versions of that song over probably the past like seven years. Um, Yeah. But I finally kind of committed. Yeah. Committed to a sound. but it's funny you mentioned the voice notes because my next, the record that I've just finished, finished, um, was literally kind of a lot of it was going back and literally listening to all my voice notes that I'd like forgotten about and just going, is there anything in this? If there isn't, I'm just going to delete it. And if there is, I'm going to like finish it today. And that was Ooh, kind of I like that. The, the vibe of it. Yeah. And you might get some riffs or you know lyrics that kind of pop out to you and you go okay yeah i was watching yeah. um i was watching an alanis morissette documentary today and she was talking about how she would it was when she was doing the uh, jagged little pill album she would just yeah. get her notebook with like years worth of just random sentences 
um and she would literally just flick through in the studio and if there was one line that popped out to her she'd be like okay right let's just base a whole song off that it was just it's just so interesting yeah i i love that stuff so yeah that was really good to like revisit old creativity to spark yeah. new creativity that makes sense so um totally. leave no scrap behind there's there's something in everything oh 100%. however small yeah <laughs> And um, yeah, so you recently uh, put out two singles and your second big release of songs will be out in November to coincide with your November UK tour yes. with Tigress. That is the How plan. excited are you to get back out on the road again? Um, unbelievably so. Um, mm. I, it's funny because like, I saw, I, I saw like a, a few comments when I announced the tour being like, oh, left as it is because of touring too much and now is going out on tour. And I was a bit like in my head, I was like, there is a difference between going out for a week around the UK and going out for seven months of the year. Life. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like really, really content with just doing it kind of when I have control over it, mm-hmm. um, just for fun, treating it like like the old days a bit, like where it's more of just a holiday <laughs> and yeah. you play some shows, um, you know, where you don't have it's going to be a bit like my first tour in a sense, even though it definitely isn't um, just, it's funny, like starting from scratch. Cause it's like all the guitar amps and stuff uh, I ever used all belonged to the band. So I'm starting basically apart from with my guitars with like mm-hmm. s- scratch. And I'm like, oh, I've got to like build myself a rig from scratch and yeah. literally going, going back to basics and stuff. So that's awesome. And are you bringing like a, a, a backing band around you on tour or is it? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. The vibe um, will be there for sure. I will definitely, definitely be at the Liverpool date. Excellent. I look forward to uh, meeting you properly yeah, there. I know. So. Yeah, because I, um, I mean, I've been uh, into your music for, for years, you know, with As It Is and and now your solo stuff. So, yeah, yeah. No, totally well, thank great you. to finally meet you. <laughs> no. I'm kind of surprised we never have crossed paths at things. So, I know. yeah. Well, in fact, I did. I did. I've I've seen you play. You know, met many many a time uh, in Liverpool. And in fact, when you guys played uh, Warp Tour 2018, I was at oh yeah date yeah because I was on tour ah. at the same time and I had a day off. So I was like, I am so going to Warp Tour because I'd never been before. So I was like, oh was, yeah, you that guys 2018 one was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can't, you know, not talk about the fact that you were a founding member, guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter of the band As It Is. And you've completed a, a lot of musicians' bucket lists, you know, headlining London's Coco, the Forum, as well yep. as doing two uh, Vans Warped Tours and a uh, Reading and Leeds. Tours. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, it was funny, literally unpacking yesterday, it was like uh, I came across, I had like, a stack of all my old tour passes that I've been meaning to like put in a frame but it's just one of those things I've never gotten around to doing so I, I probably will now but it was it was like flicking through them and and yeah I, I can't believe some of the things that I've got to do like were ridiculous um like one one of the highlights that always stands out to me and one of the like most one of the experiences I'm like most grateful for ever was when we just like in, at three weeks notice got asked to go out and support all time low in the philippines wow. one show and they flew us out 
for like three days, played one show in an arena and then flew back and it was, it was mad. It is um, like a little dream, isn't so it? Grateful, when you think about, I got to do that. Yeah, when you think about stories ah. like that, it does sound like, oh yeah, I woke up from this dream and that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm just some kid that grew up reading Kerrang like everyone else. Like, and yes. then and then suddenly I'm lit- I'm like literally on tour with these bands that I like grew up reading about. So um, I, yeah, that that's what I love so much about the scene is all the bands started out just like their own fans and their own music lovers, yeah. you know, reading Kerrang, dreaming about going on tour and all that. And now everyone's doing it. So it's great to see everyone do that. Yeah. So um, tell the listeners more about yourself. So where did you grow up? Uh, where are you based now? And um, how long have you been making music for? So I, I guess I grew up most of my formative years in Cornwall. Um, so there wasn't any music scene at all. Anyone that lives in Cornwall will attest to that. Um, They're just really, bands never came down there, Mm. um, never played. I think I saw like Block Party down there once. And then we did get the Eden Sessions eventually and the Eden Sessions are cool. But um, I actually saw one of Amy Winehouse's last shows at the Eden Sessions. But so you got a couple of good things, but in terms of like a local community scene, there weren't really a lot of venues mm-hmm. um, and I started playing drums when I was like oh I don't know 11 12 I like fronted bands like Green Day and Blink-182 cover bands that would just like play at the school like yeah. battle of the bands um, and then and then I actually got into being in an, into a metal band I was a drummer in a metal band Uh, um, and that's what got me into like properly wanting to be in a band that was when we like first like recorded an EP and stuff and took it seriously rather than it just being like a school project Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah then I then I moved to Brighton and I've lived there since for like the past I met Patty and then that was kind of that was that was it I stopped caring about university and I put everything into into the band um so yeah I've always I've like always I taught myself drums and then taught myself piano and guitar um just over the course I'm not very like good at any of them but I can write (laughs) so not technically proficient but yeah oh that's awesome Um, and don't you just love Brighton I love Brian. Oh I gosh. literally, I, I can't imagine moving away from here. To be yeah, honest, I've, I've um, been to Brighton once, and it was on tour um, with Room ninety four like years ago, and it was oh, the I first city. It was the first city, and I was like, I fit in here. Like everyone's got yeah. their own like fashion sense, and everyone is just who they want to be. Um, my drummer's from Brighton. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, so. I, I'm like right let, let, let's go to yours for a couple of months and just like songwrite every day in summer uh but and I, I'd love to go back and tour there again play some shows we played um Comedia oh yeah, yeah. okay yeah that's yeah. an interesting venue to play as a band it was um, it, isn't it isn't it like a it's a comedy a comed- club yeah it's a comedy club yeah yeah 
Um, it was like, it yeah. was, I think it was in like the smallest room, but it was packed and it was just such a good vibe. Everyone was just loving yeah. it. So. It's a cool room. Uh, yeah, I did like, I did like an art show there at uni once because it, it was like a super pretentious course. Uh, but that's like the only time I've ever done anything in, the, in comedia other than go to a comedy show. So Amazing. Well, my dude, we are going to play our first game. This is Would You Rather Musician Edition. Ooh. Would you rather, 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 Okay, so I'm gonna have three would you rather questions. There is no wrong answer. So number one is would you rather ever play an instrument again or never sing and songwrite again? Uh, uh oh. Uh, I know it could be a hard one, can't it? Yeah. Well, I just don't understand how you can you write a song yeah, if you... you can't sing and play or play an instrument. Like, if you can't vocalize it, mm -hmm. and you also can't play it on an instrument, how would you express that you've written a song? Well, you can think of the chords in your head. There's a, there's a... Uh... Yeah... Unfortunately, that isn't just... Oh. I'm probably gonna have to go with writing. I, I would have to figure out a way to do that. Mm -hmm however okay, it is but it's like it would be like it would be like having to learn an entire new language if you had yeah. to express it without an instrument or your voice it, it, but i'd take the one. challenge yeah like that. <laughs> so would you rather play sold out 50 cap rooms all over the world in crazy intimate venues and you can play whenever you want or play stadiums packed around the world but you can only play 10 times a year uh, I'm, I'm gonna go for the stadiums there. I think that's like, like that. yeah. that's, I know it's like a, a, a ballsy thing to say, but essentially I really like, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, some kind of monster, that Metallica documentary. Yeah, oh, but like, I love the fact that they just, they like, they just do shows on weekends. Like, yeah. and then they go to their families in the week. I yeah, think that, if I you talk, can achieve yeah. that balance, where you're playing stadiums, you can just pick some stadiums and then the rest of the time you can just write music and be with your family. Mm -hmm. That's, that's cool. Like, don't get me wrong, love playing a sweaty club show, but um, with, again, my relationship with touring, I'd have to go with just the, uh, the 10 shows. And you get <laughs> the good catering stuff, don't you? So, you know, it's always gonna be good. <laughs> no, I was, um, every, every single person has said, small intimate venues but then i did an interview with leo the drummer of wheatus and um mm. he said oh stadiums because you know you it's more people and um and then you get to have like the crazy it's not just about the musicians it's the whole show with it it's a it's stadium yeah. shows it's a show that's why i I'm love production so like getting that pyro yeah, I, I love putting together production and and just like thinking in your head how a show is going to look um, and again you know that's because I grew up going to like Panic of the Disco and Fallout Boy shows these like hyper theatrical like shows and I've just always loved that element of it oh 100% now number three is this is my favourite one you can only listen to one decade's worth of music forever what decade do you think oh that is an interesting question 
I'm going to have. I'm actually going to have to go with the 2000s. Love it. Um, I. It's because like there's. I always toy between whether it be the 90s or the 2000s, but a lot of my favorite 90s acts kind of cross over into the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. So I'd, I'd still get some albums, maybe not the seminal albums, but I'd still get, you know, some later Alanis albums that are in the 2000s, and I'd, oh, yeah. um, Elliot, some Elliot Smith, I'd still get some Elliot Smith records, and my favorite ones actually, um, and. Yeah, I, I th and then all the all the great emo, so oh, totally. winning. Yeah, yeah. That, that's why that's why I love the the nineties and the two thousands because the nineties you had the rise of every genre: hip hop, yeah. pop punk, rock, rap, and then and then it go it, everything went into the two thousands. So it was still all trendy, wasn't it? You know, listening to yeah. all that kind of music. So. Oh, what a time yeah. to be alive! Well, it I mean, was. was it free. really was a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. especially growing up in Cornwall where you're like literally it's like being the the town emo that's it there's yeah. like four of you if you're lucky in a that's small cool. town yeah it's now cool you, you look at TikTok all these trends that everyone's trying to be emo where it's like in high school if you were emo it was like who are you literally I mean I I can't talk because as I say this I realize that I'm also going there but there's a there's a graveyard that I like to go and sit in that is near my my where I live. But I just you know enjoy it. It's really nice. And uh, yeah, the amount of uh, kind of emo clans that are kind of accumulating is literally over the past year. I'm like wow. Yeah. Everywhere hello. it used to just be like people walking their dogs, mm. and now it's groups of people filming TikToks. So oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk. I literally in the past two days I've started posting TikToks after I said I never would to myself. So, dude, TikTok is so good. Honestly, I, I, cause I thought I was like, oh, it's an app for eight year olds learning to dance. And then you just meet this whole community. There's a whole emo community of people. I've yeah. actually had so many new fans from it. So, yeah, I, I used you'll, to knock it. You'll have to, it. you'll have to give me some tips on it because, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a whole new world. But I think at the end of the day, and not to get like too deep about the concept of like art, but like I am also definitely, and I don't mean to be like a bit of a snob about like the term content. So, and like mm -hmm. where the line between like art and content is and where my time is best spent utilized. But then it's like on the flip side of that, well, if I don't do that side of it, no one will hear what I want them to hear. It's hard. So. It's what um, John Bellion says you have to be. It's a slave to the content beast in the like best but worst way because it's kind of like yes. you have to constantly be thinking of new ideas to because everyone's using social media and everyone's trying to be loud, loud as possible. And if you're not on social media, then how are new people going to find you? But then you want time to create music. Yeah. And so it's I think so that's hard. the thing. I I also don't consider myself to. I've never had really, obviously I was in As It Is, but I was kind of in a band and uh, did interviews, but I've never really had like, I've never been online in that way, like yeah. vlogging or doing YouTube or anything like that. I've, I've, I've never really been like that comfortable, like sharing a lot of myself online that way. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like with, with, I guess, especially with TikTok, it's like all these musicians that are like, 
really, really funny as well. Um, yeah. Because that's what grabs people's attention. And I'm just like, am I funny? I don't think I'm funny. Should I be on this app? So, so how did you come up with the name Bleak Soul? Uh, that is a good question. I knew I wanted something that started with B. Mm-hmm. That was that was definitely a, a prerequisite. Nice. Um, and I think I was I was literally just writing things down in my notes one day. And for a while, I've had um, I always thought it was going to be the name of like an EP that I did. It was just going to be called like the Bleakness, and then I just took Bleak and uh, Soul. Just kind of made sense. It just sounded nice. Yeah. I, like. I, I am very much of the opinion that there is no such thing as a good band name. And obviously I come from a band called As It Is, which is a terrible band name. Um, and we all know that. Um, and we all joked about that. Um, and yeah, I, I don't think there really is such a thing as a really good band name. Yeah, it's um, like um, you see in, um, have you watched the Foo Fighters back and forth documentary? Oh, yeah. It's at the end when Dave Grohl goes, if I'd have known that we would have been this big, I would have chosen like a, a better band name because yeah. Foo Fighters is like, what? <laughs> Which, but you know, I, I do like, no. like so, some bands have like little hidden meanings behind uh, yes. their yeah. things, which don't um, even make sense to other people. But yeah, it's funny to, I, I like that. No, there, there are some cool ones and there are some like, some ones I do like ironic or like funny band names as well. But yeah. Um, I tend not to like think about it too much. I just knew that I didn't want to like use my own name mm-hmm. um, I feel you. purely because a lot of the like people that I really like are big inspirations on me use like a stage name like that and then kind of are a band but aren't a band or have the option to have members come in and out kind of like little panic, bit, at the panic, disco, panic yeah. at the disco before he went super it's just me yeah, like yeah. when there was that there was that slight middle period where there was mm-hmm. like Dallin and, and everyone yeah, um I so I think a bit more like that I want to have a bit more freedom uh, obviously I have, a, I have a live band I'm very excited to have a first rehearsal next week so Ooh, exciting. Um, so is that yes. going to be your first rehearsal since as it is with like a full band. Yeah. God, that's, yeah. Gonna be, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. It will be, and as well, it will be my first actual proper, like proper rehearsal, as in like rehearsing songs. I cannot remember the last time that with as it is we had a rehearsal where we like rehearsed songs. They were all just like production rehearsals and the songs came secondary first show of tour is always the first rehearsal for us musically or the first sound check oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's always because like, oh, God, right, this all is our re- all our rehearsals were basically just rehearsals for our sound guy like right. to set up all the gear and make sure everything's working and yeah uh, we never really got to like practice um so now uh, i like to do a little uh, section every uh, every week and um i like to ask my guest what their song of the week is so this could be a you know your favorite ever song um a song your, fa- your favorite song growing up as a kid um a song that just really inspires you um that you've just been jamming to a lot recently so what is going to be your song of the week song of the week, song of the week. 
song of the week that is an interesting question it's funny i i just i just did a i just did a tiktok about about a song that i never get sick of um, oh nice and uh i said in that uh, it's a band called the microphones they put out a, a record for their first in like 16 years called the microphones in 2020 and it's kind of cheating as an answer because the song is like 44 minutes long and oh, it is him wow. it's him just talking through his life um because he's been in uh like mount erie and done a bunch of like musical projects and it is just it's just him. I mean, the first seven minutes is just like essentially like one, I think maybe two chords for like seven minutes. But it's one of those thick like songs where you just like completely get lost in it. Yeah. Um, and it's, I cannot even describe how many times I've listened to that 44 minute song. So, so let's flash forward. You're, you're 80. Uh, you're looking back on your life. So what are some of your biggest and most favourite milestones of your music career? Ooh, um, re recording The Great Depression with Machine is probably like my favourite standout moment, getting to work with Machine and just the whole process of like creating that record mm -hmm. and the feeling of like how proud we were when we'd done that. Um, I feel like when I look back at like one of my favourite shows, when we got to do main stage at Slam Dunk, Yes, that is like I'm a big sure. one for me because we literally climbed the stages like year by year. I think that was the fourth year we'd done it. And it was like we opened the pop punk stage and then we were like, then we were middle of the day and then we headlined it and then we got main stage. And it was like, it was literal like this perfect climb. And then getting to finally do the main stage felt so good because I've been going to that festival for like years before that as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, always that one's always had like special place in my heart. So Very um, sentimental, uh, yeah. When, yeah. So I absolutely cannot wait for it to happen in September. I'm looking forward to going, getting to go to like Japan and Australia so many times. Like just that as a as a whole thing. Just that I got mm -hmm. to like see. Just so grateful that I got to like see the world in my twenties. Like yeah. that's that's kind of what I'm like proudest of achieving. So, like, so, um, so yeah, dude, is there anything else you want to add? You know, you want to plug your tour dates, social medias, where can everyone find you? I'm, I'm going to plug my, I'm going to plug my TikTok because, oh, yeah. um, I, I literally just, I literally hate myself for saying that, but it's funny. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Ben Langford Biss on all socials, um, but especially go and help me out on the TikTok algorithm because I'm new there. Um, Fabulous. and yeah, stream me on Spotify if you so please. If you don't, um, go and listen to like Nick Cave or something, it's just like a better version of me. So, yeah, that's my that's my sign off message. <laughs> I dude, thank you so it. much. No worries, thank you for having me. This is Bronny on KCC Live. Follow Bronny everywhere at Bronny Music.